Welcome to the Abbott Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. Today is the feast day of St. Edmund Campion, so please be sure to say a prayer for our own confrere, Father Edmund. I do not want to send them away hungry, for fear they collapse on the way. In the Gospel this morning, the Lord makes it clear that he does not want his people to go away hungry. He doesn't back down from his decision to feed them. While our Savior's initial attention in the Gospel was given to healing the mute, the deformed, the lame, and the blind, and many others, he now turns his attention to the hunger that everyone in the crowd was or would soon be suffering from. And though hunger isn't immediately life-threatening, if people don't eat eventually, of course, they do collapse or become ill and ultimately could die. My heart is moved with pity for the crowd because they have been with me for three days now and have nothing to eat. The hunger of his people moved the heart of God. And this is cause for reflection, especially in light of the feast that we heard the prophet Isaiah foretell this morning, a feast which the Lord has been planning for untold ages. It's a feast in which we're destined to be given the ultimate comfort foods, juicy rich foods and pure choice wine. But it's also a feast at which something is going to be taken away from us. As Isaiah foretold, at this feast, the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. This is quite different from another scriptural feast, which the psalmist once described, a feast in which tears were not wiped away, but were actually the main course. My tears have become my bread by night and by day, begins the psalmist, while men say to me continually, where is your God? As if the onlookers were saying, if your God was near you, if he was present, you would have food to eat, but instead you only have your tears to nourish you. But from the scriptures, we also know that God is not so far away, nor is he unaware of our tears. For the psalmist also once said to God, you have kept a record of my tears. Are they not written in your book? As if our tears were the very ink in which this divine record was written. And with this record, the Lord knows the stats of each tear that we have shed. And notice that it is neither the messen- it's neither a messenger nor envoy nor mediator, but the Lord himself who wants to be the one to dry not just some, but all tears from all faces. And that's a total picture. Imagine the hand of God which has wrought such marvels on this earth, that very hand nearing your face to dry away that final tear. The Lord has moved waters in the scriptures before, But this may be the most impressive and most consoling of all his water wonders. And it's this divine compassion we see at work in the gospel today. 
when Jesus so thoroughly and and so abundantly heals the crowd's hunger by the miraculous multiplication of loaves and fishes. Jesus proves, among many things, that he is truly the one who can provide a feast according to Isaiah's prophecy. Does he not, in fact, prepare the greatest and choicest of foods and wines, the greatest of all feasts ever? Who could have ever known that the food God would serve at his own banquet would be God himself? The body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Savior. Remember how the psalmist once proclaimed that he had only tears for his bread, and people asked him, where is your God? But now to the people who asked him about the Lord's presence, he can say that the Lord has replaced our tearful bread with none other than himself, present in the Holy Eucharist. The hunger of God's people moved the heart of God. And with the institution of the Holy Eucharist, he connected himself so radically and so intimately with the hunger we experience so often. And this was a brilliant move for creatures he knew have food so continually on their minds. And so for centuries, for these millennia now, God has been feeding his people with this divine meal through the hands of his priests, like St. Edmund Campion, who lost his life for feeding his people with the bread of life. It's a rich, choice meal worth losing our lives for. And so this Advent season, let us prepare for the one coming who would institute the sacred feast at which all tears would be wiped away. Back in that first Advent ever, Our Lady was certainly preparing the world for this most consoling feast of her son, even before he was born. Then Mary was, in a way, like the hearth in which was prepared the bread of life, the one who said, I am the bread of life. Here at this very Mass in just a few moments and at every Mass, we can experience and join her in her own joyful proclamation, which has proved so abundantly true. For indeed, he has filled the hungry with good things. Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed listening or were spiritually nourished, please leave a review to help our podcast grow. Thanks again. God bless you.